I was. Hey. I know, audio problems with the Never Too Much podcast. Shock. Horror. I'm going to keep the headphones around my neck. I just kind of feel more like Quincy Jones this way. I know there's not a lot of shots of him in the We Are The World video. With him wearing these cans in the way I am. However, I, I couldn't get the audio right with the cans and the laptop and the Audacity or other. And I just wasn't recording. I know it's not supposed to record the guitar. There isn't an amp. And I'm worried I shouldn't have brought the guitar. Where would I be without this guitar? Because I've spent a lot of time talking to myself over the last week by myself, just me and this uh, fella here, uh, Dexter, the dog that's a couple feet away from me, and has been for this last week or so. Uh, but I've never had to adjust my audio uh, until now. It's good to talk to you. I, I know everyone wants me to just dive right in the Saltu mobile home. On the whole, Big Black, Steely Dan. I've never read the Chuck... I mean, I'm... He... Uh, I mean, look, where do you start? It's been a quarter century with this stuff. With me. Coming up on it. 98. I'm, I'm not gonna... In the way, Steely Dan was the punkiest of... Oh, stop it. Stop. Fucking gross. No, the thing I wanted to talk about happened just just a bit ago. This, I, <clears throat> okay, so you saw Washington, and Colin retweeted it. Uh, I watched with my father because we're just good with names, and you know he, he, we've taken in a lot of media in our combined years. I watched these these compilations of shows that didn't make it or did make it. It'll just be like top, you're the fall shows in 82 and because it's 1982 and there are three networks, it would be like a hundred shows and the intros are all one to two and a half minutes long and uh, like you wouldn't know that Post Carpenter did bad songs but they did. I listened to them. Uh, I'm not supposed to watch them without dad but you know I had to close the tab on my way to record, and I was like, oh, let's, let's finish. Yes, finish. Let's finish this one. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't hours, but it was too long. And uh, I thought I had, like, a couple more clips left, and then I forgot it's 1982, so, of course, it's this this three-minute intro is just one TV show. It's, it's a rural scene. It's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And my first thought is, it's... 20 years later, why are you doing that? The movie came out like 61. Jackson snuck out of his house to go watch it because he wasn't allowed to watch movies. I'm sure it's just full of TNA. Haven't seen it. But, you know, I hung around uh, for the TV show intro hoping to see Howard Keel. It's because Howard Keel. And, uh, and the first brother... First of all, well, no brides. 
I, 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 did, I wasn't expecting to see brides, but as the brothers kept coming, I thought there'd be, you know, a ranch, a foreman, a local sheriff, one of the seven brides. Nothing. It was just brothers, one after another, starting with MacGyver. So the first joke out of my head when I saw MacGyver come rolling in on a horse was, oh, this is not in my head out loud. I talk out loud to myself because it's just me and the dog. And man, does this dog have, has he heard a lot of opinions about Joni Mitchell and uh, how, how everyone mistreated her uh, over the last week. But beyond that, First thing I said out loud in the kitchen with just me and the dog on a laptop while I'm supposed to be preparing my voice and my audio for a podcast is, oh, I bet this is one of those shows where, like, Jason Bateman is the is the eight-year-old, like, the second-to-last kid, brother. And they kept going on. The brothers, one after another, just kept riding in on horses. And they were all just, like... Jack Sigma looking motherfuckers, like just, just Lord Fauntleroy on a horse. And, you know, like it's fine, whatever. You want to be pretty, you're pretty. Go be pretty on a horse. Uh, you know, my guy was going to take care of you. But there was like no famous brothers. So the thing that I said in the kitchen uh, outside of my mouth was, boy, this, the, the baby's brother better be like Leonardo DiCaprio. I think I said it better than that. And, uh, you know, the, the last brother shows up and he's not allowed, he's too young to be on a horse yet. And, uh, you know, sure enough, it wasn't River Phoenix. So I, so I was wrong, but, you know, it's no Jason Bateman. I'm always loath to talk or write about driving because... It is a high wire act, and I'm lucky to have come out of a lot of the things as safely as I have. However, I've thought after 2,300 miles at 31.3 gallons. I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I'm so happy. And if I could just impart two things on upon the drivers. Cruise control. I know it's in a weird spot. I know the car you grew up with or the last, just, oh my God, just all seasons, except for the slippery ones. And then when it turns into the slippery ones, oh, all of you, all of me, automatic drivers, use that lower gear. Use that lower gear. If you have flappy paddles, that stinks. I have them too. Uh, but on the car rentals and the car I was driving out, uh, no flappy paddles, just the low gear, not even the one, two, three, just low or then the back to drive. And I believe it's an eight speed. But it, oh, it's so wonderful and it doesn't mess with your gas mileage. And you don't have to slam on your brakes. And you don't have to alert everyone terribly behind you. You're not going to freak everyone out. And if they can't notice your speed, then give the brakes a tap a little bit. That's okay. That's okay. We're all trying to get through this ice. And there was so much ice. It was all 
like the kind where you're just going from lane to lane on the highway. This one looks less icy than that one. Let's go to this one now. Hope no one sees me in the left-hand lane. But everyone else is over here on account of all the ice. When your gas goes to E, and I don't know if you're in a bar, a digital bar, or a stick, an analog stick, you know, one of those gauges, one of those, uh, you got your, your, your east-west, hopefully you're, you're east, you know, the sun is rising in the east, you got a full tank, you're west, sun's setting, you know, you know how far you get past the E or your, your, your stick uh, uh, entrance ramp or wh however you want to gauge it. There's E and there's a bar left or there's a thing left. I don't mean like the quarter tank bar. I mean like when you get, the, the thing gives you like 14 bars and you have one or you have two and the gas light's on and then you have one and the gas light's on and then you're still driving and you have no bars. Kramer situation. Don't do it in Montana. Or was it Wyoming? No, it was Montana. Pretty sure it was Montana. Oh my. I got a good 50 minutes post bar. 50 minutes. And I don't recommend it. But I had been... Uh, well, first I was pulled over again because there's no... Uh, th there's no front plate license plate requirement on Indiana license plates, which I... Okay. <laughs> and, uh, so they don't give you, like, a second one. It's not like they give you two and you're just like, oh, no requirements, so I'm just gonna leave that bad boy to just look like I stole this thing. Or just bought it. Uh, so you just have the one back there, and, uh, uh you know, just about to enter the other planet, the fucking Jupiter moon, where I ran out of gas, didn't run out of gas, made it to a thing with, with, with time to spare, which, you know, shout out to the last gallon. I usually think it is a full, whatever your gallon's worth. Well, we'll get back to Yes, I was pulled over by an officer. It was a leaving a uh, you know two-lane highway that gets up to like however many hundreds of thousands of miles an hour too much as we're flying past people's houses and mailboxes. Uh, and we're leaving the town on the uh, the west side of the town, getting out there, and we're all going around a FedEx driver, and it's just an officer in the, 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 the road just waiting for something to happen that's different. And he sees a car without that plate in front, and he immediately pulls out back of me. I'm like, ah. Oh, and uh, you know turns the lights on and I give it that pull over a bit like oh the next guy right the next, you know because that happens a lot to me I don't know if they're messing with me or if I'm just leading the league and oh I can see over that Subaru and into the person we've been trying to arrest um, that has happened a lot to me in Indiana uh, I'm in Montana in this story and uh, yeah pulls me right over and uh, you know secure the dog and, uh, you know, he said, yeah, you, you're, uh, there's no license plate. So, and I could just hear the steam coming out. Uh, so the back was, now I know your registration's up, but the back was obscured, so I couldn't see it. And I was just like, oh, this guy's not going to give me, 
a ticket for any anything anything uh and uh and i gave him my registration my license and at my registration because i'm borrowing my daughter's subaru uh sedan uh in pretzel wheel drive marvelous vehicle just just oh my gosh they stopped making it and because no one drives cars anyway give him the license sees the registration which is under my mom's name bring up the daughter sees the dice dangling from the window and the tinted windows because my daughter lives in danville and you have to have them if you live there and it's very snowy and uh he's just like ah you know he's like a 26 year old or something maybe way less just he just gets me out of there as soon as possible gets us the dog and i possible uh, there's nothing obscuring there's a big sticker that says 23 and then you can get the Bob Borman, because uh, of course, plate uh, holder obscures kind of the 14 on 414. Uh, Dexter has used how to uh, use the dog door. And uh, so, yeah, that young man uh, let me go. Uh, no complaints there and uh, no statements beyond that. And uh, right after that, and I was expecting, fully expecting with, two and two and a half bars left on the thing that I'm getting 30 per would be going more, but I'm going 80 miles an hour on an 80 mile an hour highway. Uh, if it says go 80 on the speed limit, I'm going 80. I, you know what? I'm going to be awesome and go 84. Like I'm not going to get in people's way. I'm going to be in the right hand lane, but you know, I'm going, I'm going 80 there. And there are other ones. I think there's an 85 up in Michigan. I think there's an 80 place I go to. I'm just going to go the speed limit. I'm flying. And, you know, I'm going to pass an officer and just have him be like, you know, we give this guy an 85 and he's got to just push it and go 88. No, bleep that. I'll go 85 and I'm going to go to the beach and I'm not going to get pulled over. I'm going to play one step closer by the Doobie Brothers, which I'm sorry. I just think it might be their best. Uh, you know, no skunk, but it's Cornelius. So yeah, fully expecting to find the next gas station and, and go back and see what is this horribly obscuring the, the, the title and deed to this car back there. And there was, turned out to be nothing, but I didn't get to stop anywhere because immediately, see here would be the part would be good if I had actually watched the Star Wars because there's Star Wars and it's like a big giant snowy planet. Is that on the old ones and the new ones or both? But it was that planet and it was so scary. It was like, it was Highway 90 which I have decided is my favorite highway that I've ever driven on ever. And I cannot wait to get back on highway 90 and run this spotted horse. What a, what a wonderful, this, this whole, I love America. I love driving around America. It is my favorite thing to do. I did it in the absolute lap of luxury, uh, in a bad situation. I should just, uh, for those that don't know, I should have probably said earlier, uh, my mother-in-law, uh, Genevieve's mother is not doing very well at the moment. Uh, she is rebounding and has been rebounding uh, since, oh gosh, since for eight days now, since last Sunday, uh, because of course she's rebounding. Genevieve is on her team and been right by her side. And uh, I've been here since uh, Thursday after taking the puppy and driving from Danville, Illinois, where I've switched out cars. And uh, everyone says nice things to me. And it was delightful. Heater working. 
Diet Coke sipping because you you have to you can't do the usual. You know, when I drive with Genevieve, it's wonderful because it's, we're a couple and we're not going to get in fights and I'm not going to be in jerks. So you, I embrace and plan ahead for the times where she's going to be like, "No, I want to get out and stretch my legs." No, I may want a pistachio here. We're not going to just save it all for twenties. So we do frequent, not frequent, but more stops than I would usually make, and I have fun and plan those and drink soda water and tea. And sometimes the occasional coffee or if we're at night and we need her something if I'm just whatever because uh, I can not not this trip this was a this was a stick in the car as much as possible situation uh, you know obviously puppy had to had to use from time to time uh, but also there were uh, no places to go as I found on that snowy Star Wars planet see it had me from time to time the the you got your ways. Hey, buddy, come on through. Good boy. Katie's a dog boy. Uh, and a cat, dude. Gosh, I miss my cat so much. So much. I had a dream about it. You know, we don't have to talk about what you expect of Kelly Dwyer. This calico's hard to get away from. Uh, it kept telling me, it'd be like, you have 12 hours. Nope. Guess what? 16 hours. Nope. 12. Nope. 16. Nope. And both of the... You're, you're, I just use the Apple and the way is nothing against the Google. It's just... I, I don't... I, whatever. And uh, it turns out that they you know, were saving somewhere in Montana or Wyoming or Idaho. They were saving cars from flinging off a cliff due to ice and snow. And uh, I, I realized how I'm tempting fate with all these words that are leaving my mouth with the whole drive back ahead of me. But I assure you, we'll take it low and slow, just like I make my hot dogs. Um, oh, yeah, I get them down there. I get them real. Yeah, if you're not rendering your hot dogs, you know, what are we even here for? So, yeah, I want a good bar and a half. My guess is when you go to the E, you get a whole, you get a whole gallon. So I and I, again I am I am I just think Dan Devine brought this phrase back, but your mileage may vary. The Dan Devine phrase, and uh, oh, I, so I figured I got that in my car. I'm driving the same car, except it's a hatchback. Except that my car is a hatchback version. The electronics and the setup and everything is the same. And uh, no flappy paddles, but uh, I appreciate that because flappy paddles are hard to turn with when you're downshift. You're supposed to downshift going into a turn. You're supposed to, 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 to pull. Why? It's embarrassing. We've outfitted some of the most wonderful cars that have ever been made, including my moderately priced hatchback with flappy paddles. When, uh, you know, Chevy and, and, and Toyota are outranking us, but just, just put it in the gear shift and go up and down. And if you want to do some weird thing where up is up and down is not up, whatever. Do your weird, you know, BMW thing. They do that. Be like them. Anyway, it's fun to downshift. And yeah, I went a good, uh, I think it was like 52 miles after the thing went empty. Uh, not a lot of cruise control because it was straight ice. You've never seen Star Wars, and you just look. It it was, and I, oh, the, well, the big killer was the entire time I was. I had no range, I had no uh, connection on my phone, so 
you know, I couldn't just randomly pull up, you know, hey, play uh, Behind the Lines, but the Phil Collins version. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Now, of course, that's a bad example because, of course, I have both the Genesis and the Phil Collins version downloaded to the phone. But you get what I'm saying. And also, I couldn't look up where the gas station was. So that was a little frightening considering uh, there are no houses, no ports of anything. And you'd see a truck pass the other way. Didn't see any vehicle going my way for the longest time going west. Uh, but you did see every so often one going the other way and just want to go, do you, do you, do you get, do you, do you, are, is there gas? I, it's so cold and snowy out. And I was just ready for it. I was just, uh, all I had was, uh, the, the, the recollection before the screen went out that it was, uh, 12 miles to some sort of junction. So the hope was 12 miles. Well, that's. That's, you know, high 40s after the egos, after the egos out, I should say, uh, in terms of mileage. But, you know, a lot of it's down, frighteningly down the hill on ice, downshifting, whistling with the dog, listening to the downloaded stuff. So, you know, Mega Shine City and, and so many other. But we made it. The junction was nothing, but it led to a, a town which had a gas thing and, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it's a, the, the tank is, I believe, 12.9, and it told me I put 12.8.54 in there. So, let's look it up. Can we look it up? Other podcasts look it up. It was 13.2. Okay, so I have point, almost, I have point three and change to go. So I think I was, but it was harrowing, 50-odd minutes. Uh, but what are the states, Kelly? Well, Missouri is always a treat. It was fun to go over the top part. Uh, uh, Iowa is brisk and fun, and uh, 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 the drivers there are all sensible. He says, with a straight face, seriously. Uh, San, uh, South Dakota, I'd never been in. And... Uh, and uh, the Montana and uh, Idaho, for those who have never uh, gone through them. I mean, I, Wyoming, wow, the Yellowstones, uh, the Tetons, uh, it's just the hills. You know, it, it, I, I took a car all through whatever the, the range is west of Fort Collins and Denver and all that. And, uh, you know, I've done Salt Lake and I've done uh, Park City and I've done all around the east and the western part of Utah. And uh, this wasn't wilder, but it it wasn't as harrowing. I'd give that to Colorado in terms of just peaks and valleys uh, with traffic and such. But boy, was this something. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of uh, had to pay attention driving. And a lot of get, uh, just uh, get out of the way. So, yeah, uh, to, you know, ideally, in my head, it's you're about to go out and get it. Okay, so you want some tips? You want you want some caffeinated tips from, from your boy? Okay. Uh, uh, I don't care what, what truckers you've been angry at. Uh, I don't care what you've read in the news. Truckers that you have uh, upset you because they've, 
then a left hand lane passing and a cause the vexation involved. They're at work, they're at work, they're at work. So any any traveling thing starts with that. Okay, it's not it's, it's not even part of the tips. It's they're in a different we're driving and they're at work. So it's a whole different situation. You know, um, if I see someone rolling a cart, if I'm rolling a cart down a supermarket and I see someone rolling a bread truck to fill the bread lanes, I'm not exactly diving out of the way and turning my hazards on or running into another lane. But you get on your tiptoes a little bit and you just recognize that they're at work and we're just driving. So let's let them know when you're coming out of that blind spot. Let them maybe don't get in that blind spot. Yeah, they got cameras, but geez, take it easy. Take it easy. Uh, that's about it. We'll save the rest of them for the writing. You've, we've, we've talked enough about this in the past. Just try to pick a speed. Even if it's speeding, pick that speed and stick with it. And, uh, and learning how to use the cruise control and, and basically turning anything after the on-ramp entrance to the off-ramp entrance into a video game exercise, which you're just moving those two little buttons up and down the entire time, uh, does so much for your gas mileage. It just, it just makes it so I can afford trips. For me, it's like an extra five, six, ten, whatever sometimes. It's just, it's out there. So, uh, you know, try to get into that. And yeah, explore. You're not going to burn your transmission. Watch your gas mileage on that. It'll be in the 99999s. Just watch your revs. Because I'm sure you got a tachometer. Tachometer. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a car guy. But I drive around a lot. Albums. Well, after the Andrew Untenberger thing, I got to go back and listen to a lot of, uh, I listen to a lot of Stevie on the way out because it's January. Uh, listen to, yeah, I just did the shuffle. I'm I, No bragging, but I got a lot of good stuff, people. It's just a lot of good music. It was nice to have a uh, a working speaker on the driver's side door. That was that was good. If if you know if you have three of the four speakers going as I or working as I do, it gives that stereo foreo experience because you know there's a speaker in the back seat on the driver's side. And, uh, you know, so it bleeds up and you get because the, there's sound in the space where the speaker used to make sound. And even though that's not the sound, I don't mean to get too audiophile on you. Again, as a Steely Dan fan, these things are really important to us. Um, I am not an audiophile. I've never been an audiophile, even at my best and most secure. I like very basic stuff and have no... Uh, so the Steve Albini thing is, uh, you know, I can't get over Fleetwood Mac. Like I see Mick Fleetwood Mac last night and it's like, oh my God, like I love Christine Perfect, but how is Steve, he's still just, how? 
I, I perhaps I do not like breezy American pop as much as other people, and I you know meant to say that at, with respect, and yet it came out like I was. I just I can't get over Fleetwood Mac, so I I understand, I understand Steve, uh, if you weren't uh, contradicting himself in the in the same thing. And another one I read from the Pitchfork review is uh, genre blending. I've been befuddled about that Pitchfork review since the day I read it in a very shiny dorm room, sun coming in, wintry slash spring sun. In a leap year. Genre blending. As if everything's supposed to be. There's the blues part. Here's the horn. Jazz, jazz, jazz. Here's the R&B. Here's country. Rock and roll, rock and roll. Like, okay, so someone's taking a chance. Creatively. No, I don't. I'm sure Time Out of Mind is great. I heard it when it came out. I heard it that, a lot that summer. I was well aware of the Lanois experience as the friend of many uh, hippies. Uh, so uh, not the YouTuber, but just that you know, very yeah, they were they were Tetro band. They were they were just ready for it, and uh, you know, I understand that Bob's put out a different version of it, and I get that too. I'm sure that all spirit, but that's is that is that that's not genre blending. I don't I don't know what is. I don't. I understand it. I I get when people don't like it, and I'm and I've never been one to paint it as a you just don't get it. So how could like there are things not to like? But some, uh, but genre blending bugged me. Steve bugs me. Always has. Always enjoyed him. Chicago reader. It's just, he's still shooting for, uh, every bit of their experience has been t t stupid, in a way, they're more. They're far more punkier than shellac, and one half of Joy Division put in these just, just these awful things we'd read on the internet for twenty years, telling us why we should like Steely Dan, and then there's the Rob Sheffield bits that are like I've complained about this before, but it's a seven hundred word piece, and three hundred the fifty of the words are directly cribbed from Becker and Fagan lyrics. I can't say all of it, but it was a reactionary thing to me getting into them because, oh, I have found this sound that I like. Oh, I do remember hearing this particular album years ago, but I hadn't realized until now, I'm 18, I've just listened to more Dylan than I will ever listen to again in a nine-month period. I have listened to nothing but uh, 70s R&B going backwards but not wanting to go too far backwards because there's this there's this Motown reverb in the 60s that I'm trying to get away from 
that's even on some of the Stevie stuff, and there's this encroaching Phil Collins isms and synth bass of the '80s that that SD helped bring in that I'm I'm, I'm hiding from, and I just want to feel like the way I melt when I hear Black Cow with all of my music. It destroys me. It makes me want to stop and question why I do anything but sit there, stand there, and just listen to maybe not that song, but almost a tenacious D like greatest song and that like why aren't you why didn't you listen to more music today and I hear that snare drum and I don't know anything about sure mics and I hear that rhythm and I don't know how to read music and I hear those horn charts and I don't know what horn charts mean I have an idea but does like the saxophone get blue and the other saxophone get pink and I don't know I don't know and I can't play those chords on guitar and I couldn't play that solo if I spent all year trying to and I don't care and I don't know why a piano looks like that can't you just put a dot on one of the keys so I know what one is like F or C or B, whichever one of your weird piano keys E flat you just do that so I know where not a musician. I'm a guitar player. And I never aspired in it to be, I mean, outside of some early stuff, when you're a kid, anything more than just the guy that just walks around over the house. I never wanted to be in a thing. I wanted to do what I do right now. What I did this morning after two days of writing about basketball. I wrote about more basketball because I didn't get to write about basketball for a week because I was in a car swabbing my fingertips to keep the broken doesn't matter Steely Dan ruined me it wasn't that they they turned into my favorite band it was that I didn't know and do not know to this day how I can exist without that sound and the closest I can compare it to unfortunately is a big old drug thing having never done opiates. But I've heard a lot about them. We all have. And cheapest needle on the cheapest copy of Asia or the, the shittiest tape head cassette of greatest hits or whatever that'll have it on there. And it just sounds like a place I want to just exist within. The reason I play and loved and learned figured out I love Brian May's guitar is because it was it wasn't like someone else playing a guitar someone else designed. I mean I know that's too easy, but it really is that. Like he designed that guitar and because there's not a lot of stuff in a signal chain, I can also hear him in ways that are human and real that I can't hear when I hear brand name guitarists play through brand name guitar. And maybe it's just the mid-range to something to the scar on my knee. Uh, 
But it wasn't like I hadn't heard Black Cow a million times. Until October of 98. It wasn't like I had, hadn't spent the last 13 months, 11 months, whatever it was. The year before, the Deja Vu was the song of that, what we thought was going to be the song of the year. So, our version, as Andrew pointed out, of Songs in the Key of Life came out. And I'm not going to give you some nonsense about how I was ready for it. Because most of jazz is finger cymbals and applauding the solos. I'm a huge jazz fan. I just listen to hours upon hours of it while driving across America. It was mostly the blues. I mean, Cannonball Adderley got fancy there for a while, but it was mostly the, I mean, for the stuff I listened to. And I despise the use of the word aesthetic when referring to Steely Dan. They are not out to decorate the studio. Uh, it's a spare group. It's a spare groove. Be behind a little bit. But never leave me. And that plays into the lyrics. I'm gonna be here. I know you said you were gonna be here. Eight-ish. I know we're coming upon ten. And I'm all out of change. And I'm starting to get drunk. But we've done this before, and you've shown up and made it worth it. That's just sort of lyrical desperation. And, uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for it. It's got good guitar solos, too. So, I don't know. I hope it's never been a pose with me. I try to keep it light and I'm trying to, I've just tried to keep it all to myself until I can really do something with the site and get a house and explore the studio space and actually talk to musicians and have some credibility. Uh, I was supposed to talk to one of them uh, on the, what would have been the second day of the trip out here. Uh, I was had another uh, career altering thing happen uh, over the course of the new year that was a bit of a uh, profound disappointment uh, that was along those lines. Uh, but you know, straighten up and fly right. Another song with a really good guitar solo on it. Uh, and we got a lot of time. And I don't know what the state of reading is going to be in 20 years, but we're going to start working out when we get back. Uh, in the meantime, you know the trip with me. We're waiting for a house to show up. It is showing up. It's getting there. Staying with my parents when I get back. Just NBA City, because I'm, I'm in love with this season. I, I love it. Uh, 
for Chicagoans that, you know, maybe have trouble getting 670 to score past the, the, uh, the Fox Lakes, uh, I got the Bulls-Clippers game on a stock Subaru, don't even know where the, where the antenna is, where they hide it these days, uh, all the way to a hotel in the middle of, where was it? It was in Montana. Oh, Wallace, Montana, maybe? It was, it was unreal. I'm picking this game up in, like, Wyoming. Going, that can't, that, but that's Chuck's. Because it was a car I'd borrowed before. My daughter does not use the AM dial. It was still on it. So I went to the dial when you're on a board card trip. Not to pick up the Bulls-Clippers game in Wyoming and Montana and Idaho, but where did we stop where I saw it? I'd have to check. It was, it was unreal. So shout out to 670, a Chicago sports station. It was thousands of miles away from Chicago. I was getting Chuck and Bill. It wasn't a local one. Like, affiliates in Billings, Montana. No, none of that. And hey, shout out to Stephen Gary. I remember them making a Billings, Montana. There, there, someone was a trivia thing. They'd call in, and the answer was Joe Montana, and they were trying to tell the listener that it was Montana, and my dad and I are in the living room going, it's Montana. And the person on the other end is like, I, I don't know. And like Stephen Gary, like, ooh, we have some billions of these we have to get, get to this week. We have some billions. And I, that's all I could think about while I was trying to stay alive on the Star Wars snow planet. Uh yeah, that was yeah. I just went to turn the radio on to try to t- t- listen to some AM radio, and uh, it just I was, wow. So, and it was definitely that signal because it would go out and try to be overwhelmed by another, you know, Cordeline six seventy, Aspen Extreme six seventy, uh, the Fleurs. Wow, what do they call it? The fuzz, the dust. So it's been a trip uh, thinking about being able to do this podcast and eventual apology for disappearing again uh, was on my mind a lot of the time. And uh, that's what it dismayed me. And I thought about doing it on the road a couple of times and that I just couldn't, I couldn't, I just didn't. Hey, let's complain about road safety. Meanwhile, let's, Think of ways to excuse Toto. Uh, yeah, as always, the car was driven with by was was fueled by Percaro power. I appreciate that. Uh, whatever you got to use, Brothers Johnson have uh, he's on a few of their 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 tracks. I love them. Obviously, Boz. Catch Katie lied. You know, samples of them are on Gaucho, and you got your various Toto excursions. If it gets desperate, but yeah, geez, just do Boz again. But yeah, was was thinking about uh, being able to talk to everyone, and that uh, you know it was not a the it was, it's been difficult circumstances. So I appreciate everyone who whom I've already talked to's love and support, and uh, 
I'll show everyone's patience as I made my way out here. Uh, I, I cannot recommend. Darn Millennials are already ahead of me on it. It's just so pretty out there. And it's three and a quarter in a gallon. And uh, this isn't like a get out there before, you know, the sci-fi short story that inspires Rush songs, you know, before the Aragon Council takes our, our motor vehicles. No, isn't that, it's just, oh my God, it's still, and it is, and the government takes care of it, nice, and there's signs everywhere documenting everything, and if you're wondering about the smallest little tiny stream, and uh, what can and cannot go inside apples and or fish, uh, it's just, it's all taken care of. It's all out there. Like, there isn't a rusted nail on these signs. There isn't a strip of paint that's missing. I understand there are potholes in Indianapolis. In there, Mark Boyle. But, oh boy, is it a pleasure to drive through. And just, again, to, on a drive where I could be, okay, I could be in England right now if you're in eastern Washington. Like this, to me, these... Yes, I'm two hours away from the ocean, but it still feels windswept and dune grass everywhere, hills and and these wonderful two-lane swoopages. And uh, along those lines, there were so many times on 90 and the couple of offshoots that I had, 84, 212, uh 89, can't recall, to, to gri gripping the wheel. Where it's just, oh, this is straight up top gear territory, where they would go to Eastern Europe and declare a road the best ever because they could, they could clear it out and not have anyone on it and get good helicopter shots in these mountains. And, oh my gosh, was I driving that. I miss talking to you, clearly. It's fun to have a dog with me. He's a good boy. You already knew that. Thanks for uh, making it through your own week. Thanks for making it through what you had to make through last week to get to hear this dumb thing. I mean, every time, so I, you know, I'll go up to 78 on the cruise control because people are flying past me and it's a 70. But the Waze says I'm going 76. The car says I'm going 78. Now, is that the car trying to artificially keep me from speeding, keep me down? Good idea. Understands it. Saves gas mileage. Does whatever. Uh, or is that a situation where the ways and the connection and it's, you know, it's just dudes having everything go through all these gosh darn satellites. And, and so, you know, what do you tell if that were to happen? What do you tell the office? When I was pulled out, I was going zero miles an hour because we were just getting around that FedEx van and leaving to go out there. And, uh, you know, though we sped up to 40 ish. So it's just, it's just, you know, I do wonder. And then you, you got those, those street signs, which I know I'm, I'm, I'm talking about how the government's great and it's got all the roads paved and, and, and Eisenhower and wow, whatever. Okay, we're going to talk about the super trains later. Sorry I brought it up. However, 
you're driving past those slow down skits at the construction site. Good. Good. Those things are necessary. Or just in general, hey, this is what you're going. Those signs, uh, they're great in the cities. Those are fun, too. Love them when you slow down in the, in the rural places. We need those. Those are absolutely good. Uh, more of those, please. However, they're all over the place. I'm going 68. They're saying 79. I'm going 68. They're saying 52. So I, I have my issues. Now, there's not another car. I mean, what's it getting behind me? So I don't know. I, I still don't know where they point the, the you know, the Fernando uh, speed, speed tricker on the, you know, when they're the guy that's got his pitching in the baseball, I'm trying not to say gun, speed gun. I don't know where they point it at the baseball in terms of the 60, you know, you got 60 feet of baseball to point at what does it roll into, like a spin in to the line of the laser from the thing, or do you go for a mitt? Do you just sort of bounce something off the little, uh, you know, the metal sort of clasp on the top part, like the 12 o'clock part of the umpire's helmet? I don't know. Looking for the athletic to give me another oral history about it. What I'm asking for is why am I getting so many disparate measurements on this speed? I'm not like downshifting as picking that up when there aren't any cars ever. A million, there's a truck way back there. So it's just, you know, there's a lot of things to pay attention to when you, when you drive 2,300 miles, uh, I will tell you, Indiana drivers, they, they are a lot, they, they pay a little more attention out, out in some of, I'm going to let you go. I'm, we're not going to do local traffic. Uh, uh, this has been the Never Too Much podcast. And uh, uh, boy, it's great to have these apps where you can watch that. That's the other thing. I was getting, when I went to a gas station, and went, well, I can't stop listening to this Clippers game right now. Because the Clippers are going to come back and beat the Bulls and win. I go, let's pull up the radio version on the app so that I quickly switch over should the signal fade, which it had started to do uh, prior to my entrance into the gas station. And uh, it was like, no, we're 5G in the middle of Wyoming slash Montana, you're gonna you're gonna get this whole broadcast. You want you want you want some fun stuff in the, uh, so then, you know you got to click out of that. And also the thing you got to do when you're uh, when you're when you're going into a gas station and you pull out, don't spend I've been told too much time in in your car after you come out of the gas station because if anyone watching uh, they may think that 